We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. In today's episode, we're talking about newest Kansas basketball commit, Chris Johnson. Find out more about him next. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. folks before we get going we got to talk about emprise bank um you can open an account with emprise bank in less than five minutes the savings just start there though emprise is a trusted partner with a variety of products and services to help you achieve your goals don't be tethered to a brick building start a meaningful relationship with a bank that has your best in mind shout out emprise bank they are member fdic and most importantly the title sponsor for the ain't no seats podcast and we love them so go show them love uh b turn we're back new episode how you doing today i'm doing fabulous um i wanted to give a quick shout out to charlie hustle um we're both wearing their gear today this is literally the most comfortable shirt i've ever worn little vintage look um Mm -hmm. they sent us a couple shirts they sent me some chief stuff i bought a ton of stuff from them their stuff's amazing shirts are comfortable um i think it's charliehustle.com right absolutely go get their gear hustle.com our yeah. KU listeners, they got a bunch of KU stuff. Um, KU won the national championship this year, I think. I believe is that it. true? They got People a bunch forget. of national, cha- bunch of national championship gear. Obviously, Chiefs, K, um, all the colleges. Um, they yep. got the KC Heart shirts. So, Charlie Hustle, yep. obviously, well-known company around here. But yeah, yep. this gear is amazing and comfy. So go buy some. Love it. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. Um, not a huge episode today, not a ton to talk about. Just wanted to run down a few um, big topics that have been out there with KU sports, football, basketball, recruiting, everything. Um, and that's kind of where I want to start off. There's a few different recruiting stories. I want to start with the good news first. Um, Chris Johnson, 6'5", combo guard. He commits to KU a few weeks back. We haven't recorded since then. I thought, I mean, everything I've seen – 
He seems like a guy we're going to like. Seems like a guy Bill Self's going to like. Um, it was good to get something going in the 2023 class. We still have the FBI stuff hanging over our head. I know we've won a title since then, but I don't know. You still worry like our coach is still out there attacking us for that, telling kids, hey, they're not going to be in a tournament, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole story. Felt good. Got somebody really talented to come in. So you probably follow that stuff a little more than me. Tell me a little bit about Chris Johnson. How do you feel about that commit? Yeah, so obviously I'm not going to act like I've watched him and went to a ton of his games, but everything I've read on him is that he's just really good with the ball in his hands. And I think it's a great start to the class too because I feel like Bill Self loves his combo guards and I think he's going to fit in perfectly just with his mentality. Like everything everyone's saying about him is that he's a super confident guy and he can score in bunches when he gets going and he really looks to attack down, attack um, the lane and get downhill. And like I said, he – loves he's really good uh, with the ball in his hands getting guys open looks and finishing around the rim he's super athletic and the thing the only thing that I did read um, and a lot of recruiting analysts have been saying this is that he is super confident but it kind of gets him in trouble at times um, just tries to do too much at times and starts jacking up shots when he really starts scoring and getting confident so are you uh, are you saying we could have another Remy Martin on our hands? Because that kind of <laughs> gets me excited. Like I'm already I'm missing Remy Martin. I know. Um, yeah. So that's the only I guess downside, but it could obviously be a huge thing. Like Remy. I mean, you saw how many big time shots he hit in the tournament and late in the year, Big Twelve tournament. So it's huge. I mean, Bill Self talked about this class being a little smaller because. I don't know. I'm thinking about the names that we might lose. I think the only guys that we could lose is Cam Martin, Kevin McCuller, and probably Jay Will. So we won't have too many spots. So Bill talked about only taking a few guys, but I think starting off with a guy that obviously loves KU um, and he's, he's actively recruiting. He's recruiting a top 25 guy. That's also from Texas. Um, he said on the visit, he was having our staff watch this kid's film. So <laughs> He's recruiting guys for us, and we need to give a big shout out to Jeremy Case too. Um, he yeah. was he was on Chris Johnson early, and everything I've read, I guess Case is just like Eric Bossy was saying, one of the most well prepared assistants in the country, and that yeah. KU like Bill Self and our whole staff are just super impressed by him and really excited. Um, and it's kind of crazy, like Case kind of came out of nowhere to be an assistant, like he was on the bench, but. I feel like we were us KU fans were all looking around the country for another assistant. Like, who could it be? KU's obviously a massive basketball school. Sure, we kind of got a could have got a lot of guys to come fill Jarence's role, but they go with Case, who was on the bench, and that just said a lot right there. Going with Case, dude, it's wild because yeah, you're right. We, I mean, us included. Like, I was sitting there like, who can we go poach? Like, can we get a can we get a guy from? I don't know, Kentucky staff. Can we get a former, I don't know, just it felt like we needed to go make a splash of a hire. Um, And we kind of went with just the simple, boring hire. And I mean, Jeremy Case, you could argue, has had about as great of a first year as you could have hoped for. I mean, we win the title. Um, He was like, there were stories about him calling big play. Like he called that play to open the second half of the national title game. Like Case is the real deal. Um, and you know what's interesting? I'm not trying to bash. I, we all love Jaron Howard when he's here, but Jaron Howard is no longer with Texas, which was kind of shocking news 
um, to come out last week. I don't know what – I haven't read up a ton on it. I don't know if it was due to performance, due to lack of just fitting it. I don't know. But it's kind of wild if you would ask me when Jaron Howard left for Texas that he'd be gone in a year and, like, Jeremy Case would outlast him. It's kind of shocking to me because I always thought Case would be here and then he'd probably move on to a school, get, like, a small head coaching job or something. But I don't know. Jeremy Case, if he plays his cards right, if we follow the suit of, like, uh, Duke and North Carolina, <laughs> yeah. self around 10 years, you never know if Jeremy Case is getting – he's getting an interview for the next head coaching job. Don't know if he's getting it, but he'd get an interview if he's around here for the next 10 years. So, yeah, that's that's crazy. I had one more thing on Chris Johnson or just – I don't know. Did you read at all about T.J. Ford men- mentored him growing up? Obviously, Texas guys and – I mean, TJ Ford, he's like one of the first point guards I remember in Big 12. Like, that's when I really got into basketball. And TJ Ford was the sickest point guard. Like, one of yeah. the sickest point guards Big 12 seen. So, when I saw that he's been mentoring this guy, I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And, yeah, Eric Bossy said uh, Chris Johnson's one of the most explosive players in the whole class. Like, right up yeah. there with some of the top guys. So I didn't see that about Ford, but I saw Ford like tweeting at him and stuff. I just remember him at Texas rocking the really long shorts. Like when yeah, long dude. shorts, when long shorts are in now, it's like Marcus Garrett's wearing like a speedo out on the floor, like dude, short shorts. <laughs> that yeah. picture, that picture of TJ Ford in the Bucks uniform is the funniest thing. It's yeah. literally almost touching his shoes. <laughs> but yeah, with K- and then back to case, it's just, all they've been saying is he's just like crazy prepared, works his ass off, and he's a really good recruiter, which I feel like that's going to have anyone worried about an assistant because they've never been an assistant before, haven't recruited. So with Case, we weren't sure if he could recruit. Um, and then he ends up – obviously Bill had a, played a part in it, which he does in every recruitment. But Case got our first recruit in 2023, which is just crazy. And, yeah, with Jaren, it's like you don't want to bash the guy, I think. He had a great relationship with a lot of the players. He's a big personality. I remember the videos of him dancing in the locker room, but there's some stories out there with him and Lawrence. Um, Someday, I guess we can talk about him, but just I think some funny stuff going on, and I don't think he was serious all the time. So I think a couple people freaked out too because he had some connections in Illinois. Um, He did get some recruits for us. I think he got Cliff and some other big names, so – Losing him was – it wasn't a huge loss, obviously, but we I, I'm sure some fans were skeptical about Case, former Bill Self player, and thinking that maybe he was just handing him the assistant job. But the staff just loves him. And Bill and that banquet, end-of-the-season banquet, the way he talked about Case was just amazing. Yeah. And staying with Brady Morningstar too. So hopefully Brady – it'd be cool to see Brady. I know he was a coach – assistant coach at KCK – but if Brady could be an assistant someday at KU too, that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's – I feel like every staff, like you look at our staff, you got Bill, Curtis Townsend, Norm Roberts. Those are guys <laughs> that have been doing this 30 years together, um, 25, 30 years, whatever. You got to have like a young, fresh mind, a guy that somewhat relates to younger guys. I think Jarrett's was really good at that. I think that was Jaren's biggest thing is he could walk in a room full of 19 year old kids, 18 year old kids and fit right in. Like he yeah, knew him. the dances. He knew the, <laughs> like 
the lingo. Like he was just, he, he got it. He was really good at that. And I don't know what necessarily went wrong for him at KU. I don't think it was necessarily him just wanting to leave. I think there was definitely, uh, an agreement on both sides that it probably wasn't going to work out in the long haul. So he found a good spot at Texas. I don't know what happened there, but yeah, case. Um, yeah, we don't have to keep beating a dead horse or whatever you want to call it. He he's good. And I think it's as always people, not that anyone really doubted bill, but I think we all were kind of like, well, this is kind of boring. Like why did, cause if you remember there was like a, a, a month or two stretch where case was the interim assistant, while we looked to fill the job. Now, I don't even know if we even looked to fill the job that may have just been checking boxes. But, yeah, I remember we were kind of like, eh, is this really the guy? Like, is Jeremy Case? Because, he, I mean, he wasn't a star. Uh, and he's just kind of like, I don't want to call him boring. Like, I love Jeremy Case. He's not boring. The guy literally dove in the middle of a bra and broke his arm <laughs> when he was like the video guy. So the guy, people forget Jeremy Case broke his arm for this team before he was even getting paid like a real contract. Like that guy's a legend. So yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting to hear good things about Case. Cause like recruiting is obvious, especially with the NIL stuff, like recruiting is going to get even more vicious out there and you got to have guys ready to go. Um, yeah. And it's no, like no knock on coach T and coach Rob, coach Norm Roberts at all, but kind of older guys it's like you get case in here fresh blood is hungry and obviously can probably relate to the guys like he played at KU with coach self like he can just go into kids homes and just sell them on Lawrence all day long I mean he played here forever was on a national championship team so yeah they're the staff is super pumped about him and obviously he was a lead recruiter for Chris Johnson yeah, and it's pretty sweet that Case can go say, hey, look, I played on a national title team and I coached on a national title team. Like that right there is a huge selling point when you're sitting in a kid's living room. So um, it's a good segue. Speaking of recruiting, this came out, I think, uh, late July, so a week and a half, two weeks ago. Kind of some surprising news. Um, basically, Bill Self, Curtis Townsend, had they had not been – participating in recruiting the last couple of weeks. They, uh, you know, summer's a big time for the recruiting. They weren't in person. I think it was six weeks. Yeah, I'm reading here. The past six weeks, they had not been in person recruiting, which is tough because this is a huge part of the recruiting year. Neither of them were there. Uh, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind, the thing that people are kind of assuming it is, is they think it's us trying to lessen the impact of a punishment down the road as we would hope. I mean, I think you would agree. I'm just ready for this to all be over with. Like, give me the punishment. I don't care. This was maybe the first time, not the KU came out and said this, but this was maybe the first time we almost, like, admitted to doing something wrong. Like, it's kind of like we were like, all right, we know we're getting in trouble, so here – we're going to not take our two biggest recruiters out during the one of the biggest stretches of the year. Hopefully this helps us. I don't know if it'll help. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so sick of this FBI, all this crap. It's got to be close to coming to an end. But with that said, and us kind of, you know, kind of going out and saying, yeah, okay, we're kind of admitting, or at least in a way we know the punishment's coming. Does that worry you? Like, where do you stand on the worry scale when it comes to our future potential punishment? I don't know, but um, I'm definitely with you on wanting it to just be over with. Like, it would be so nice to just 
know what's coming and be done with it. Cause it's been such a big topic for a long time. Like, I feel like it's been going on longer than we actually think. I don't know if I'm wrong there, but dude, I think, it's, it's I guess we just keep it a f- 16, 2017. Yeah. Like we just keep it a fresh topic, I guess. I mean, we talk about it on the pod all the time, but I don't know. I, I feel like throughout the process, Bill is almost, he just seems so confident that nothing like super bad is going to happen. You know, maybe I'm wrong there, but I feel like, He's pretty confident it's not – He, I feel like he knows it's going to be something, but it's not going to be something like crazy bad. And if it is, I feel like they're just going to keep fighting it and fighting it. So I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about the whole FBI stuff really, I feel like. Like I just – I almost just try to ignore it because I don't want to face it. Like a postseason ban would suck, especially – I don't know if it would come this year. And we did just win a natty. So it, like because if we lose in the tournament this year, it's going to suck, but it's going to sting a little less. We just won a natty. Or if we yeah. go to the second weekend, that's fine. But yeah. we're going to have a really good team. I mean, they we were going to be really good without Kevin McCuller, and then he commits, and he's going to do a lot of things for this team. And then we got a great recruiting class coming in, which would suck. It's like if you get all these McDonald's All-Americans, they come in and they have to they can't play in the tournament this year. I feel like that could definitely affect future recruiting. Yeah, I mean, I uh... – if things go, I mean, you, we remember the uh, rumors before the tournament last year from our boy, Mike Vernon, that uh, self was going to have to sit out the postseason. And that's been the whole rumor with this other committee that's kind of like making the decision on the punishment um, was basically like, yeah, they don't want to they don't want to punish current kids. So I think the hope is that, OK, maybe we don't get a postseason ban, but if self just gets a tournament ban and Townsend gets a tournament ban a year after winning a national championship, like I'm so down for that. Like that to me, after all this, if that's all we get, that's just a slap on the wrist. Now it would have really sucked if self got the tournament ban last year because, or this past tournament, because we wouldn't have won the natty, but like, I don't know if this, all this comes down to bill self getting a postseason ban and that's it. Then this was all worth whatever we did was worth it. Um, Nah, not really. What, what's this all over Silvio and like Billy <laughs> Preston? I don't even know. But Silvio was uh, like fifteen hundred dollars or something for summer classes. Yeah, I guess it's and then, the the eight and text and all that stuff. But, and it's Zion, uh, right? A guy that went to a school for free. The Brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs> KT KT was sending out bag texts for Zion. Oh what's it gonna take to get Zion? <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, and then he doesn't go here. I wonder why. Yeah, his family lived in a really, really, really big house in Durham. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, that's my thing is like, I don't know what's going to happen. The You said it, winning the national championship has softened the blow so much. I mean, can you imagine having lost in like the national championship to an eight seed? And then we're sitting here like, well, that was our shot at a natty. And now we're about to get a postseason ban and like, where are we going to be? Like, it would have sucked so much to lose to freaking North Carolina, dude. And now I'm like, give us our ban. I don't care. We did it. Like, we got our second title. That's all we've wanted of the self era. And uh, let's roll. But it is interesting. Yeah. It feels like things are coming to a close. And it brings all the haters out when you win a natty and you, you're getting accused of cheating. Like, people are immediately just going to say, oh, you, dude, I was literally, I don't know if I told you this, but I was at the PGA Championship. And Zach Johnson was like, he was talking to all of us and I was wearing a KU polo 
and he said, congrats on that championship you guys bought. And uh. every, everyone was just dying laughing, but it's just funny. Like everyone's saying we bought a championship and all that stuff. When you see the roster, um, it takes no there two was like, minutes of research. There was, there was no five stars or anything, but, and then just them saying we cheat, like all the allegations are just like, I guess if Mizzou or K-State cheated, I would probably be a dick and get my random jabs in. But it's like the allegations are so whack to me. Like Silvio for classes, Billy yeah. Preston, who didn't play, he literally didn't play a game here besides what, when they played in a different country and exhibition. Yeah. yeah. And then Zion. And then who else? Oh, is, wow. is one of them Aiton? Well, Aiton was like, I think we had some text. Bill and, well, the, the we good text was Bill texting about Aiton, I think. But hey. Doesn't mean we were offering money. We just was wondering how we were doing with Aiden. No, no, <laughs> no, no, nothing wrong with that. We good. We good. Um. So yeah, it's uh, it is pretty lame. I just love when like the Zach Johnson thing. People are like uh, picturing like Bill Self walking into like, uh, Columbia to see Dewan Harris with like a big bag of money. He'd be like, "Hey, you're committed to Missouri State. Here's two hundred fifty grand to get you." Like. We didn't do that. Like we did not have to buy this freaking team. We started <laughs> three local guys, a guy that the fan base wanted to run out of the program, and uh, Jalen Wilson. We probably did give Dave some money. <laughs> I don't know. But it's just so funny when you look at our roster to think that of all the rosters to accuse us of cheating on, like this one is the least <laughs> can likely imagine, to be a cheating roster. Can you look imagine twenty seventeen maybe. No, can you imagine Wiggins and Embiid if that team won it all? They would want that banner taken down for decades. They wouldn't even count it. I would have probably agreed. There's no way. Well, I don't know. Well, they don't even count this one because it was such a Mickey Mouse run. We didn't beat any good teams. No. Winning six games in a row is just the easiest thing to do. not care at all. (laughs) Like, if people want to say, I don't care. We won a national championship. We've seen... Two national championships in 14 years. There's going to be K-State fans. This is mean. That will literally never see their team win a national championship. Ever. And we've seen two in 14 years. So I'm sleeping well at night. Um, yeah. God, thinking about the championship this year, like you said, we would have been melting down because we would have had the <laughs> sanctions coming eventually. Like, we're going to get something. You lose the national championship, it's just like none of it really even means anything. Like, yeah, you get to hang a Final Four banner, you played the title, but – you go all the way there and lose like that shit just hurts and you never know when you're going to get back. But that's the thing. Like I'm saying the allegations are whack, but then you look at Oklahoma state, like you got Mike Boynton on the microphone, like cussing and crying. And like, you just feel so bad for them. All those guys that weren't even on the team, all the, the assistants not even on the staff anymore. And they couldn't even play in the tournament. Like that's just crazy to me. So like, yeah, I'm saying KU stuff's whack, but there's probably been less, and they got more like maybe I mean hate saying it but KU's blue blood I'm sure they don't I wouldn't think the NCAA wants us to miss the tournament almost maybe I'm wrong but I don't know depends on who you're talking to I think um but yeah flat out KU being an NCAA tournament is a good thing for college basketball and the NCAA but um We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. I, uh, we're like, what, two weeks from the booth? Is that right? Two weeks yeah. from football being here? That's freaking wild um, to say. It, it doesn't feel real. It feels like we were just watching the Final Four and, like, all in on the NCAA tournament. So, I don't know. We had Scott chasing on a few weeks ago. How have you, you know, you were kind of joking that he got you all excited, but, like, are you uh, – Where's your head at now? It's been a few weeks. We've been practicing, reading articles. Things seem positive. Where are you at on this KU football team? How high are B-turns hope? You still think we're beating OU? (laughs) I just – the thing that makes me mad is – it doesn't make me mad, but how good we look to end the year to get my hopes up. And I feel like we talked about it last year. Like, why did this team have to get our hopes up and get us excited for next year to maybe think we're going to win four or five games? But – I'm still to the point where I'm very confident we go two and one in non-con. We're going to lose to Houston, maybe by a lot, which scares me. Mm -hmm. But like I said, if we do hang, I'm really pumped. Duke has a whole new coaching staff. It's at the booth. We'll have the place packed. Um, But I just just think we'll go. I I don't I don't even think it's unrealistic, but I think we'll go two and one in non-con. That feels like worst case for me. I think we're going to beat Duke, obviously. They could beat us, but, and then big 12, I think we have a chance, which we didn't even talk about this, but West Virginia, JT Daniels is their starter now. And I didn't even know that until a couple weeks ago, the Georgia transfer, which How just, many schools has he been at? Didn't he go, wasn't he somewhere else too? I don't, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know, but yeah, I still, I think we can scratch off one or two big 12 games, which seems like a lot. Cause we never really do that. And I've always said since we hired Lance that we're going to either compete in a game we shouldn't or we're going to win a game we shouldn't. And last year, I'm not saying we're going to beat OU, obviously, but last year we took OU down to the wire. I think we're one fluky play away from potentially winning that, and then we go into Austin where we've never won. We beat them. And then at TCU we have a chance. West Virginia at home we have a chance. So I think Iowa State got worse. West Virginia – um, and Texas Tech are going to be two of the worst teams in the conference. Don't think we'll beat K-State. I think K-State's honestly going to be pretty good this year. Um, yeah. Texas at home, I don't know how good they're supposed to be. They got that transfer QB, but it would be nice to beat, obviously, Tennessee Tech going to West Virginia, make it a close game. I think it's a 12-point spread right now, so probably won't win that one, and it's on the road. But, I, th- I mean, if I really had to guess – and it, I feel like this is probably optimistic, but I'd say four and eight, which is crazy to say that's optimistic. And our followers today on Twitter, a lot of people said five and seven, which 
I love fan bases so much. Like it's yeah, so easy well, to get I mean, your hopes up. It's so like I don't want that. I don't want that for our fan base. Or I want us to win five games, but I don't want that expectation for our fan base. I don't want it for the players. I don't want it for the coaching staff. It's just that's so hard. It's not gonna be because this team's unprepared and bad. This team could play really good football all year and winning five games is gonna be really freaking hard to do with the Big Twelve schedule. Like it yeah. just is. We started so far behind. We dug ourselves such a hole. Um, but I think I agree that like, I'm pretty confident over the last few weeks that we can beat Duke. Um, you just start looking back, you watch highlights from late in the year last year. You think about how good Jalen Daniels looked. You think about the off season we had, and, like, there's no reason if we come to play and we play solid football that we won't beat Duke. Like we just should. So, um, I think I'm very confident. Obviously we get, we start two and two going into conference play. Um, and then it just becomes like, find a way to scratch out one or two wins in conference play. And I think everyone's happy Yeah, Two, I think you're, I think it's a great season. If you get two conference wins, um, one, I think we're kind of just where we were at last year, which would kind of be, eh, would take it, but not loving it. And then three, it's like, I'd start you know, laying the groundwork for Lance's statue. So yeah, uh, like five and seven is a little aggressive, I think. But hey, I could be wrong. I mean, the Big 12 games I have circled that I feel like we have a chance and would be Tech, West Virginia. I really wonder um, how good Iowa State's going to be. Because like Big 12 championship odds, they're towards the bottom. I know that doesn't mean a whole – like doesn't mean a shit ton. But I don't know how good – I mean, they lost – Purdy, they lost Kolar, they lost Brees Hall. So I think they're going to be towards the bottom of the Big 12, but they're really obviously well coached. K State fans probably wouldn't agree. They love making fun of Iowa State, but Texas, I mean, we make jokes about KU beat Texas in football, but it's so weird that we always hang with them. I wouldn't say always, but even Carter's senior year, you go for two, take the lead. You beat them last hey. year, you beat them at home. It's just we randomly somehow always hang with them. So I don't know. It would be it would be awesome if they win four or five, but I just feel like we made so many improvements this offseason. Like it doesn't feel like a fluke. And we talked about it last with Scott Chasen about how these guys like had major D one looks. They played at major D one schools. Like Marvin Grant, Michigan State, awesome school. Um, Kalen Gervin, he played at uh where'd he play at? Oh Big Ten school. Minnesota? No. I don't know. I was thinking he was the Michigan State guy. He was. Kalen Gervin yeah, was yeah. the Michigan State guy. Marvin Grant went to Purdue. So you got Big yeah, Ten okay. guys. Gervin was going to go to – he was committed to Wisconsin. And then yeah. you got uh, Eric Gilliard, who was really good at uh, UCF. Lonnie Phelps, really good at Miami, Ohio. So it's like you got some guys that played. Like it's not like they rode the bench and were third mm -hmm. stringers. Like they played at high – D1 schools like Big Ten football and like UCF's no joke either. Like Gilliard was one of their leading tacklers. And then you get Kai Thomas, Savion Morrison, like our backfield should be good. Offensive line was improving throughout the year. I still worry about us up front on both ends. I feel like we get dominated on D-line, O-line every year. Like K-State's going to mm – -hmm. like K-State, for example, they're going to have a really good O-line, really good D-line. Like they'll probably beat us by a lot, but <laughs> – I just, I don't know if you agree, but I always worry about us up front, but 
like I said, I feel like our defense is going to be so much better. And I think our staff is really good at coaching up front, which is what I don't think we've necessarily had in the past. Like, I feel like we, we may lack talent in that area, but I think we also, our staff is so invested in that area um, that I think we can make up for some of that, but I don't know. That's, that's something where if you build, dig yourself a hole this poorly, you're going to struggle up front um, against teams that have been recruiting highly at that level for at that area for a while. So we'll see. Um, But it is just fun to know that we're riding into a season with positive momentum. It's been a while, even that year where like Carter and those guys had that run. I mean, we ended the season getting beat by like a billion by Baylor at home and just Mm -hmm. an empty Memorial stadium. So it uh, feels good. I'm not saying it's like, like I said, I don't want crazy expectations. I do think it's fair to say we need to win three games. Anything less than three games is a major, major, major disappointment. Um, I think anything more than three wins is a good thing. So that's kind of yeah. where I stand. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, quick episode, I think. You got anything else before we head out? No, I mean, I think you're right. I don't I don't think we should have, like, super low expect. I don't think we should have, like, bad expectations. I think we should just be excited for the future. I mean, Lance showed he can coach. You've seen people's list of top head football coaches throughout the country, and he's, what, top 20, top 10 on some guys' list? I don't know about top 10, but top 20 coach. Like, And it's not just being a fan and just saying this for the podcast, but it really 100% feels like they're on the right track no matter what. Like it's, I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. They're not going to just come win five or six games because even the games we say we could hang in, it's not like you're going to win them all. Like there's obviously a chance you lose a ton of those close games, but I just think we got so much better throughout the off season and we looked really good in the year. So I don't see why KU fans wouldn't at least have a little excitement for the season. Not saying we're going bowling, but have some excitement, show up to the booth. Yep. Absolutely. Well, we're getting close. Uh, September 2nd, I think. Yeah, so Friday, I think Friday, Friday three night. weeks. Yeah, Friday night in the booth. Kind of weird, but whatever. We'll take it. Um, I'll be well, there. Should be a good time. Hopefully not stressed like the uh, South Dakota game last year that we almost no lost. Kidding. We Lord. need to absolutely shit pump these guys. And I think we will. I Tennessee think, Tech. Is well, that a real school? We will. I think we will. Well, all right. Football's coming. We'll be back uh, probably next week. We'll talk more. We'll get it more in-depth with football. Um, I'm excited. Can't believe it's already here. So, uh, as always, thank you all for listening and rock chalk. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.